Hi, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Network Women in League show, where we talk all things NRLW. I'm your host, Gab Rose, and I'm here again with Georgie Sumter for another episode to review the week that was, preview the upcoming games, and discuss the hot issues in Women's Rugby League. You can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow us on socials at Mojo Sports Network. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Welcome, Georgie. What a week of rugby league it has been. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. How about you? I am excellent, excellent. So before we get into rugby league, I need to know how your niece went in her AFL grand final on the weekend. It was cracking. She won. Um, They beat the team that actually beat them in the grand final last year, so... Yeah, it was wonderful. She did end up with a busted nose at the end, like <laughs> Ali Brigginshaw. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a wonderful game and I'm sending them a heap of love. My um, sister-in-law lost her father Sunday morning, so all big love yeah. to to all of them out there um, in Narrabri. Well, we send our condolences and hope yeah. they're doing okay. So, well, that's great that she won, but obviously yeah. uh, with a tinge of sadness as well. So. Absolutely. Bittersweet for her. Bittersweet. So. Well, I had a good weekend as well. My two boys yes. played in their grand final. And uh, how did they go? Well, unfortunately, both lost, but oh. uh, both teams played out of their skin. They're both great games, all four teams. So the, the two teams they played against were also excellent, played in great spirit. And uh, whilst they came second this time, uh, I was really proud of them. So it was a really proud mum moment on the weekend for me. So, uh, yeah. Right. Sports about all those other things as well. I mean, we obviously love winning, but uh, all those other characteristics yes. that imitate life. So, and and they were all on display. Display. So mm-hmm. it was it was a good weekend all round of sport. So, yeah. now today we have a massive show planned. We've got a couple Big of show. really cool interviews coming up. Uh, a review of round six, preview of round seven, and our first ever viewer question, which we'll do at the end. So, Ooh. lots to get through today, Georgie. Absolutely. Hmm. We might get get straight into the review of round six. Georgie, yep. starting with the double header at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium: Cowboys versus Eels. Now, how good for the Eels to get their first win? I bet I you loved stoked. watching that. Yes, uh, I was stoked for them. Um, it's quite funny from our first episode um, to where we are now with teams, because I didn't think the Eels could get out of that slump. Um, I thought it really did affect them. Um, but they've built on that and it's just, it's wonderful. And they, they they just had it together and they supported each other as a team and I loved it. Um, best on field I had uh, Tohi Hiku. I mean, mm. she's an incredible, quiet achiever, I think, out on the, in the centre there. Uh, she had 149 run metres. Yeah. And she did a few good hits, which she did the week she before did. as well. And She's only young. I saw her play a couple of years ago at the um, under nineteen national championships yep. in two thousand twenty two. So she could only be twenty as a maximum. So uh, I think she's got a bright future. Absolutely. Um, it was it was even like you going into it. You thought this this is going to be a great game. It was so even to start with, and um, yeah, I, I I just enjoyed it. It was just a good game, and I think Kira Dib um, kicking was her kicking was on point this week. It was incredible for the. Cowboy girls, um, yeah. I just it was just a good game to watch. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and on the kicking, I thought Rachel Pearson kicked really well. Oh. Also, she had a couple of good cross kicks for um, for tries. I think for Hunt uh, for the Eels, and um, yeah, it was a really good game around. And, and sitting just, I was sitting near where the Parramatta players were on the bench, and you had Elsie Albert and uh, Kennedy Cherrington, who both yeah. weren't available, and they were 
particularly Kennedy, just jumping out of their skin with excitement. <laughs> so that was awesome to see as well. And, and obviously yeah. they're connected um, and their culture's good there because they really wanted that win and it was exciting yeah. to see. Yeah, they really clicked. It was just, it was wonderful. And, and yeah, Rachel Pearson, consistent every week. Yeah, yeah. So so it was a double header there. And then the, the second mm. game was Dragons versus Titans, which was a nail biter. You were um, there. I was there. So that was very, I was very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> For the viewers, I was very lucky to be invited kind of behind the scenes through Jamie Sauer, the, the Dragons coach. And I got to go in the sheds beforehand and, and just see up close how they warm up and the team talks and, and what they do. And that was a great experience. And obviously, I was really hoping the Dragons got the win. But not to be, 23-22, the Titans. But the superstar out of that, I'll let you drum roll. Oh, my goodness. Tegan Berry, huh? Um, I think she won every award this week, didn't she? I mean, you can't, you look at every game and there just, there isn't anybody near her this week. Um, it was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Um, and she can only get better, can't she? It's got yeah, to be more. she was next level. Like a couple mm. of times, a couple of times she just wanted wanted the ball and, and you kind of knew as soon as she got it that it was going to be danger for um for the Titans. That her 90 metre try where she just picked it up and then took them on down the wing and off she went like like a flash as she's known. Yeah. I thought I mean as we said that that performance was next level and it wasn't just it. She scored four tries, 287, which we spoke about last week. She was averaging yep. just under 250. So she went above and beyond that. 15 tackle busts and two try-saving tackles, one which was an amazing tackle. So it wasn't just the tries. It was it was an overall performance. And, yeah, you're right, I think every accolade that could have come her way in that game or because of that game would have come. Player of the week, team of the week, all try of those the things. Week. Try of the week. I think tick, 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 all of the above Player go to Tegan week. Berry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I was – it was a good game, a really good game. Um and to go down to that last kick by Lauren Brown, um, I thought, oh, we're going to go to Golden Point, which I love. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she um, you couldn't actually tell if it went over from watching it on TV <laughs> and it was just yeah. quiet and you, you're waiting for the little whistle. And, yeah, yeah, that was a really outstanding game. Um, Jamie Chapman returned. That was – she played very well. Yeah. She I probably think. made the difference for the Titans, mm. a couple of tries and um, – yeah, she was quite. I had, I did have her down as was possibly the best for the for the Titans as well as their front rowers. Yeah, what was evident? I don't know if it was evident on TV, but at the game was the the way the Titans slowed the ruck down for the Dragons when the Dragons <laughs> yes. had the ball. So they were kind of they must have been flying close to the wind to be penalised, and I obviously couldn't hear what the refs were saying or the commentary, but they really did slow the. Um, the Dragons play the ball down, which meant the service then to the kickers, it, it became a bit disjointed. I, I think that was what got the, the Titans home in the end. They were just very dominant in the ruck. Well, they clearly heard me saying that those two uh, halves get too much room to run. Like They must have. <laughs> they had <laughs> to be listening because that's exactly what happened and they didn't get room yeah. and they didn't get time with the ball to, no. to try and put the kicks they, in. They just shut them down, yeah. Yeah. I'm pleased yeah. that people are listening to us. It's excellent. Well, it's working. So well done, Karen Murphy and the Titans for, for listening to Georgie's tips. So, um, so player of the match, obviously, Tegan Berry. Tegan, yep, followed by Jamie. I had that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Great okay. game. Also, and we picked different on that one, I think. So that, that was a point to you. What's the point? Because I picked Dragons and you picked because Titans. Because I, I, I think I said Karen Murphy would 
wasn't happy with the week before and she'd jump on that and, and she did. Yeah. So they were very disciplined, the Titans. Yeah. So, and that then took us to the third game on Saturday, which was probably as expected Roosters versus Tigers, 48 to 10. This game didn't record for some reason. I should ring Fox. Um, so I've only seen the highlights. I haven't seen, I've seen the highlights of it. I haven't seen the whole game. Yeah. Um, but wow, uh, those Roosters girls talk about discipline. They they had that in the bag. Yeah, uh, they were they were so strong, and, and it didn't help for the Tigers. Kezi Apps failed a HIA yeah. really early in the game, um, which made it hard for them. Um, Togatuki got a good try, but uh, then got sinned in for a hip drop. But the the Roosters' right edge, you know, you went from halfback to Aiken to Sergis and then on Dabu, right winger Mia Wood, Woods took yeah, her spot and got a hat-trick, which has never yeah. been done in the NRLW, so a oh. record for her. So she's yeah. probably thinking, how, how good's this game? <laughs> Straight in and, and three tries playing outside Jessica Sergis, who had a, who had a great game. So they yeah, were And I think was strong. aware of that too, wasn't she? Like she yeah. could have gone for a try many times and she gave it to her and it was um, it was good to see. Yeah, I agree. She was unselfish on a couple of those occasions and, and, and the strength that just surges has probably could have bustled her way over, but, you know, took the right option and, and gave it to her winger and built her confidence as well, So, which would normally be Jamie Fressard. So it just shows the strength down that right edge for the um, for the Roosters and, yeah, that, <laughs> there's not much to say other than they were just too strong all across the park. Yeah, you, you really couldn't fault them. I mean, they, they're just a tight-knit group and they clearly get on as mates which, yeah. you know, I, I believe is a big thing and they respect each other and they trust each other and support each other. And, um, yeah, it was just seeing the, even the highlights, I was just yeah. astounded yeah, how yeah. well they played. And, and that was a record, most most points in yeah. any one game, 48, yeah. which I think 48. Sharks had, had had that the previous week with 40 mm-hmm. um, and Rich just went past that with 48. So breaking records all around this weekend. It would, it would be more if she got a couple of those goals, though. Yeah, a couple were out. As we said, the winger scored three tries, so they're quite difficult kicks. So um, yeah, it, could have, it could have been mid fifties to you know. I think she kicked maybe four out of nine or or thereabouts. So, uh, which takes us to Sunday. Now you're going to be extremely happy talking about this game, uh, <laughs> Broncos v Raiders. Now the first ten minutes weren't looking so good, but uh, as no. we spoke about, Ali Brigginshaw kicked into gear and uh, off they went. Mm, Run us I through s- it. I said to Kath. Allie needs to step up here. She needs to do something. And she did. I think within about 30 seconds, um, sometimes we wonder if our TV's even bugged because the commentators will either repeat us or the players do what we say they should. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. she was outstanding, wasn't she, um, to lead that, that team around. that uh, Broughton, um, I think she mm. played extremely well and I think she really touched the ball in every play. Um a uh, shame that Ali got a busted nose. I did see um, her wife shared the next day her busted face and black eyes. And um, yeah, I don't think she, I don't think she'll play this week. Um, she has been. I, named. I wouldn't think so. Um, I'm kind of hoping she doesn't because they're playing the Sharks. But we'll get to that later on. But, uh, <laughs> we will get to that. Bufungi <laughs> um, scored her seventh and eighth try for the season, so she's leading yes. try scorer now, which is you know she's entertaining. And then, as we said, Ali Brigginshaw just. She knew again, went to kick, went to dummy, went to pass. Um, and and as, you, as you said, with Gail Broad and the, the two halves pairing, were just they just took over and, and took total control of the game and, and that was the difference. But I, I didn't expect a runaway score like that. No, uh, I didn't either. I don't think the, many would have. 
the Raiders, they started well, um, and I'm not sure what happened. They just, the first half was a solid effort. Yeah. And then it, I think they they lost their rhythm after half time, and it was just, there was no energy and there was no urgency. And I, I'm, I'm really not sure what happened because it's not the Raiders team that we've seen in previous weeks whatsoever. No. You know, two weeks ago, you're thinking these Raiders can get up there and be second, third, you know. Um, I think they are still sitting third, but. Yeah, I was just, I don't have, a, I don't really have an explanation of why they. Just no, it was very unraiders like, but um, I, I honestly think it was just Brigginshaw and Broaden and then having Robinson back as well. I just yeah. think Broncos just stepped up a gear and were mm-hmm. too good and, and they didn't know it. Then Raiders didn't know how to combat it and it just yeah. became like a roll. Momentum went to the Broncos and they just couldn't stop it and it was just a, a classy display by some of those Broncos players. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. I yeah, I loved it. I, I did love it. I was actually going to wear my jersey, but I live in these black shirts, so I just don't. <laughs> so then the last, the last game of the round, mm, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle versus Sharks. Now, Newcastle twenty two fourteen. How did you feel about this game? Well. Newcastle got off to a really good lead with, I thought, straight and hard running, and they, they were actually up by 16-0 and then 22-0. I thought Sharks had a couple of or one try disallowed that I thought was a definite try where they caught an obstruction. Um, oh, but Sharks made a really good comeback. I, I'm baffled by the decision on that um, on that obstruction. But other than that, I thought, I thought Newcastle would be really happy with their performance, obviously, in the first half. I think they'll be disappointed they let the Sharks back into it because it got back to 22-14 and, 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 you know, it it could have been closer. Um, And I think they're really good at shutting down the Sharks' danger women. So in Donegado and Jada Taylor, I think they obviously watched the videos and done a really good job on containing them and that made the Sharks look a little bit disjointed in their attack because it wasn't flowing like it had the previous week versus the Cowboys. But um, kudos, you would have loved it. There was a few front rower tries, I think two or three in that game. Good one, So. Yeah. And they did do their homework on Jada, um, and you could see that it got to her um, yeah. a couple of times and it, um, a couple of her little errors, she had her head down. Um, I did see uh, NRLW this week and um, Tonegato said they had a players-only meeting where they had a big chat with just the younger players to say, um, you know, you've got this and you're better than you think you are and you're going better than you think you are, which I think is a, a great thing for a captain to do and I think she's totally underrated. She's a, a great leader of your club, your Sharkies. Yep. Um, but you could see that it really did knock Jada this week. Just She was a little bit disheartened with a few of those. It's going to happen. It happens to Ali Brigginshaw. It happens to the best of them. Um, yep. But, yeah, they really did just target her, didn't they? <laughs> They did, and I just think she, she, as you said, she'll learn from that. And and, yeah. and the good players and the great players know they're going to be targeted, and and know the videos have been watched on it, but but they find a way to overcome it, and mm-hmm. as she will as well in time. But uh, yeah, they they really did do their homework on on her and Tonegato this week. I thought so. Uh, good win for Newcastle, and, and they said on the yeah. the TV by the end of the game there was nineteen thousand people there. In, obviously, mm-hmm. there was the the NRL game afterwards, but yeah. what a great spectacle for the women to get to play in a packed. Um, stadium at Newcastle to feel all that emotion I mean their the nice defense was outstanding there's not nothing you know they just were there every play of the ball forcing those errors and I think Yasmin Clydesdale I had her best on field for the night yeah she was excellent yeah 
Shana Penatani. Um, yeah. She's just consistent. She, I'd love to see her get a couple of tries because she, she gets close, but, um, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's got a very glue good for that team. Yeah. Mm. So now in our quick fire weekly wrap, I don't even know if we really need to go through this, but we'll go probably just do it all <laughs> in one. Try the week, player of the week. It'll be team very. I mean, can you go anywhere else? Really? Nowhere um, else. I think, I think all the fullbacks had the fullbacks this week were great in every team. Yeah. Um Upton was good. Um Goldthorpe for the cows. Yeah. They were all just all of the fullbacks. Um yeah. even Jada for Parramatta. She's yeah. plays above her weight. She's a really tough character. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I'm cheering for the fullbacks this week because I think all around that they had they had a great a great game. And like you said, forwards, the forwards marched on up and Ellie Johnson, she went over. Um, yep. Yeah, it was good. But, yeah, you can't take anything away from Tegenberry this week, you know, 20th game. Yeah. No, I, and, and just on that, the Dragons did a really good job in the dressing sheds. They had a, a big poster um, with a lot of Tegan's just shots of her playing rugby league at the different levels and they got some photos with her before they went out to warm up. So it was a bit of a special moment for her, which I thought the Dragons did a really good job of. Um, for that in her 20th game. So obviously I had Tegan Berry as player of the round, but um, close behind I did have uh, the GOAT, Ali Brigginshaw, so just for her performance uh, as well. So Absolutely. now with Father's Day around the corner, mm. last week George, you sat down with Luke Taylor, the father of shark sensation Jada, who we've spoken about a lot. So we've put a snippet of the interview here. So listen in. So that 109-metre try that everyone talks about, um, how long do you think they'll be talking about that, forever? In a place in history, do you think oh, she I don't know. It's her little her little thing. Like, it's great and it's, and it's put her in a good spot, I suppose. You know, that one that one nice little moment's probably, probably opened her up to the world of, uh, you know, probably the limelight of all the... Superstars that play today, I think she copped it very fast and um, yeah. probably pretty proud. Even though what she does on the field, we're all proud of. But I think the way she she uh, handled that really fast rise um, into the limelight of of all the fans and stuff like that. I think the way she handled that, you know, that's probably something that we're all real proud of. Uh, real proud of that because she's sort of, you know. Someone who's pretty confident in himself, but she's kept she's kept a real level head, and she she knows the work that she's put in to get where she is, and she knows she's still only at the start of it. So that's probably something that we've we've all been pretty proud of. Awesome interview, Georgie. So good to get an insight into the families of these young women, and it was a very proud dad right there, wasn't it? Absolutely, um, and you can see. Jada is humble like a dad. I mean, Luke is a humble bloke. And, um, yes, he works in NRL. He's in the development with schools, I believe, these days and did play, was a very handy player himself. And as I touched on, I think, the first episode, so was her mother. They're very sporty. So there's no no doubt that Jada was going to get some of that skill. Um, yeah, and it, it is great to see where the girls come from. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of them that do come from regional areas. Yeah. I'll have a look into that maybe for next week. But, um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really nice to catch up with Luke. And, yeah, and he's yeah, a very knowledgeable man on rugby league. So that was, you know, that was evident in the interview as well. 
absolutely. I expect some inboxes from Luke giving me some pointers. <laughs> so, so Mojo Sports Network is going to upload that full interview yeah. in the next few days. So watch out for it on your podcast or through Instagram at Mojo Sports Network. And um, great job on that, Georgie. Thank you. Thanks. It was great to listen to. So now things don't get any easier for us to tip in round seven. Let's see what we each come up with for this week's winners. Saturday, Raiders versus Knights. This is a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I'm not sure if the – can the Raiders get out of this little slump? I mean, every club's got to have them. You've got to go through that. I have tipped the Knights. I really think that they can back up from last week. I don't think they've got any injuries. So I think the Knights can just march on home there over the Raiders. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I I did contemplate picking the Raiders, but uh, given they're at home and they've played quite well down there, but I'm going to go the Knights just on the back of what they showed last week. And like I said, even though they won, I think they'll be uh, keen to put a full 70 minutes together and try and get a good start and then put Raiders to the sword uh, like the Broncos did last week. So we're agreeing on the Raiders. Yeah, Knights, agreeing. Oh, sorry, agreeing on the Knights. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Long week this Um, one, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. All right, (laughs) Broncos versus Sharks up in Townsville. Where's your head at for that one? Well, I am going to go for the Bronx and I guess you're going to go for the Sharkies. I'm actually going to go for the Broncos. Oh, my goodness, you can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. We need to have our ice cream bed again. So <laughs> my head says the Broncos, but for the, you know, obviously as a shark supporter, maybe I'll go Sharks just so we're different. But I just think back on the back of what the Broncos did last week, I just actually think they're going to go to a next level again this week. Well, uh, yeah, it is up in Townsville. But she's been named. All right. So, no, I'm, I am tipping the Broncos. But I'll be obviously happy if Sharks wins, but I'm going to tip the Broncos, Georgie. Georgie's it'll looking at me as I hope it'll say, be a good game, and I hope that the Sharks can get out of that and just put that behind them. Yep. Yeah. So, and then up in Townsville as well, the third game of, of, of Saturday, we've got Cowboys versus Dragons. I have taken the Dragons on the back of last week. I, I think it'll be close. I think the Cows just need a little more time building. But then again, I'm a terrible tipper, so anything can happen, but I have taken the Dragons. Yeah, I've gone the Cowboys or the Cowgirls in this one because I, I think I'm I'm hoping their coach will just uh, have watched the videos and be nearly even double-teaming Tegan Berry because I think if they can shut her down, uh, <laughs> there goes a long way to winning the game for the Cowboys and, and they need a win. So I think it'll be a close one, but I'm actually going to tip the Cowboys mm. in this one. So we're different there. We are different (laughs) there. (laughs) So then that moves us to Sunday, Titans versus Tigers. Now, Tigers have got no Keziax and no Rakea Horn, both out through HIAs. Mm -hmm. So that changes things, doesn't it? It does. Um, They will miss Kezi leading them around. Um, I did take the Titans. I did think their performance against Dragons was outstanding and I think that they can keep going with that. Yeah. You know, teams have off weeks. I say this every week. I think they can build on it. Next week they don't build on it. So, <laughs> And that's the nature of that, you know, week in, week out. It, it's hard for them, you know, particularly the new players that have come into the competition this year to keep that high-level quality and consistency week on week. 
so that's why sometimes like a result like the Raiders had been playing really well and then they come out and get dusted by 32 points. So, uh, But in this game, I'm agreeing with you, I'm tipping the Titans to get the win. I just think without apps um, leading them up the middle, I just think she, she's been playing so well and it, it's such a massive um, hole to try and fill. So I'm actually tipping the Titans to get the win this week as well in that game. So in our last game, Roosters versus Eels, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, Roosters. Yeah. They're flawless at the minute. I can't say. I'm tipping they'll go undefeated. Have they been defeated? Maybe once. Yeah, they lost once. once, I think. The second round. Maybe the second round. And I think since then they've just, I think that loss was actually the best thing that could have happened to them because I think they've been amazing since that time. So I pick the Roosters as well. Yeah, I think the Eels will put up an early fight based on the um, momentum they got from last week's win. But I actually think the Roosters might run away with that win in I've said here more than 20. I'm hoping not, but I feel like it might be a big score. Yeah, I think teams that are coming up against the Roosters at the back end now, I've seen them play, and I think it does, regardless, get into your subconscious. You run out there and you're like, um, they're going to put 40 on me, and you can't shake that. And no. I think young, younger players and players on debut are thinking that, like, these, these are the best, these are the top-tier women. Yeah. coming at me, um, and I, I think that's hard to shake and I think that's probably what lets down a, a lot of the teams when they come up against them. Yeah, and there's some interesting matchups because I've just got the ladder, which I know you, you touched on before. So Roosters and Knights are on 10. Um, they're probably safe to get into the finals, I'd say, at this point. Mm. And then Titans and Raiders are on the next two on eight, and then it's a bit of a Broncos are on six in fifth, and then you've got, you know, Sharks, Tigers, Dragons, Cowboys. All on four. So, I mean, it's tight. So, you know, I'd say Roosters and Knights are safe. I wouldn't say Titans and Raiders are safe yet. Um, maybe one more victory if, if either of them win this week. Uh, that might put them into safe territory. But um, that Broncos-Sharks game this week is a really important game because if Broncos win that, they move up to eight and, and Sharks down four. If Sharks lose, that probably puts them out of contention for the finals, I would say. So uh, they'll be desperate for a win. That's that's probably going to be the a game that has big influence on the finals. Yeah, but um, you got to remember it's your first year. Yep, agree. You know, you can't come out guns blazing and think I'm going to win it and I'm going to be up there. Like it takes time. Yeah. And I think the back end of this, this round we've just had across the park every game, it's been outstanding from all the players, all the women. Yeah. Um, and I think that maybe I'd like to see in a few years um, a longer season for them because the quality of football at the back end is they kind of got their nerves out of the way, they, you know, and they they found their rhythm and they're, they're into it. And I think, um, yeah, it's just the quality of football at the moment is just wonderful. Yeah, it's testament to their commitment and, you know, yeah. their drive and their grit and, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy, but they, they've got to the point now and they're playing that week in, week out, and you're right, the, the quality mm-hmm. – you know, by all eight teams, um, all ten teams has been been excellent, and I think the clubs and the coaches and the players should all be very proud of of what their players have done in in this first six rounds. Absolutely, absolutely, they should be. So I think we've got. Um, do you have the team of the week with you this week? I do have Georgia? the team of the week here in front of me. Yeah. Now that again is a an international standard team, isn't it? Yeah. The cream rises to the top and 
you know, you go through the plays and a lot of them are current Gillaroos. Um, just a and great team. You go through the players that are missing. Yeah. That you can't put yeah. on there. I mean, it's tough for them to pick who your team of the week is. Yeah. Um, it's a really good side. Um, this team last week and this week, have them, have them as a playoff, you know. Yeah. Imagine that. Year, here you go. It'd be, play, it'd be a good game, other, it? Yeah. Um, yeah, a very good game, a very good team of the week. Um, of course, Tegan Berry's in there, Julie Robinson, Jess Surgis, Jamie Chapman, you know, all the ones we did touch on that were standouts for their team this week. Yeah. Then the Harp, as we said, Gail Broaden, Ali Brigginshaw, they, they're both, both Harps and the Broncos, the six and seven this week. And, um, Board pack looked pretty good as well, didn't it? Millie Boyle, Jessica Elliston from the Titans. Now she had a really good game. Um, yep. Second row, Olivia Koenig, Mahalia Murphy. She's played great all year. Um, mm. She's very dangerous. Um, and, and then Georgia, Georgia Hale. Hale. Yeah. yeah, and Ruben Charrington. From the, so it was a really good team. I thought, again, you know, after what you'd said last week, I thought, again, another really high-quality team of the week. So well yeah, done to the girls. It's, it's not all from one team. Like this is across no. the park every team. Um, yeah. So again, they all should be. Each club should be so proud of their their women. Yeah. yeah. So agree. Now we do have a bit of a sharks flavour this week because not only mm-hmm. did Georgie catch up with uh, Jada Taylor's dad, uh, Luke, but I also caught up with young sharks outside back Andy Robinson, and here's what she had to say. All right, I'm so excited to have Sharks NRL flying winger Andy Robinson drop into the podcast today. How are you going today, Andy? I'm good. How are you? I'm really well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having um, me. We're going to drop soon. We're going to do the Mojo Sports Network world premiere of the Mad Minute to find a little bit more about you away from rugby league. But I just want to let the listeners know that Andy's from a very talented sports family, five kids. And I've obviously, as Andy knows, I've coached Andy's younger sister Tess for for many a year, and um, so I've followed Andy's footy career over the past years from the Dragons and now back to the Sharks. So, Andy, tell us quickly what life is like as an NRLW player. It's very busy. Um, we're obviously part time, so we train over an afternoon, um, usually four times a week uh, plus a game. That obviously varies during the season. Um, yeah, so we obviously have to juggle um, other commitments, work. I have uni, um, yeah, so can quite, I get quite chaotic, uh, but it's yep. good. Change it. Yeah, and Andy's very humble. She's uh, finishing a uni degree and, and working as well in a couple of different areas. So, um, yeah, she's juggling better than most, I would say. You're doing a great job, Andy. So we're going to get now straight into the Mojo Sports Network Mad Minute. As I said, it's the world premiere. I've got a list of questions, and we're going to try and get through as many as we can in 60 seconds. You can pass if needed, but you can't pass everyone, Andy. <laughs> we'll see so, how I um, <laughs> Yeah, don't be nervous. Now, Andy hasn't seen these questions, so it's whatever comes to her head. So are we ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. We'll start easily. All right, got the time run. Favourite food? Ooh, I don't know. Anything Italian. <laughs> okay. Best thing about playing rugby league? Getting to inspire the next generation of girls. Love that one. How old were you when you played your first game of league? 18. Best advice from your very talented mother and father? Be confident, back yourself, because I do struggle with a bit of self-confidence sometimes. <laughs> All right, that's a good one, Clint and Marianne. Dream holiday location? Ooh, Maldives. Oh, nice. Your superpower on the field? 
pass. <laughs> oh, I was going to say speed, but anyway, okay, I'll speed. lay it for you. All right, last book you read. Oh, I can't remember. Pass. <laughs> a uni textbook? We'll say a uni textbook. Yeah, probably. Um, funniest teammate? Oh, we've got a few. I'm going to say Taylor Preston. Okay, yep. Uh, now, this is a tough one. Who is your favourite sibling? Um, Lily. Easy. Oh, stop the clock. I'm stopping the clock right there. <laughs> Lily, we know, is uh, Andy's younger sister, and we all love Lily, but uh, what's Tess going to say? Oh, she would know that. <laughs> She's probably at the bottom of my list. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't believe that, but uh, <laughs> all right, we'll go with Lily. It'll be very happy. All right, clock started again. How you relax away from rugby league? I go to the beach. I love swims and walks anywhere near the beach. Your work away from rugby league? I work at Fox League, Sydney Catholic Schools as a general sports officer, and I work at Fox Media as well, casually. As I said, very busy lady. We've got two to go. Favourite ice cream flavour? Oh, gosh. Honeycomb. Okay, that's a good one. Now, last one. (laughs) Who is in the 2023 NRLW Grand Final this year? Sharks, Roosters. Perfect. Stop the clock. Well done. That was okay, wasn't it? Yeah, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) You did well. You survived okay. And as I said, Lily will be happy. Now, one question before I let you go. Uh, What advice would you give to any young girls wanting to play rugby league and dream of being in the NRLW? Honestly, just start growing up I I always say this I never dreamt of playing and I think it's awesome that the younger girls now have a a dream and they can look up to us and know that there's a pathway for them so just start playing um you may not like it it's not for everyone but give it a go and you can do advice (laughs) thank you for that and that's why you're inspiring the next generation which is I love that that was your favorite thing about playing rugby league so um with that, I'll say up, up, Prenella, for the next few weeks, Andy. I'm hoping you're in the grand final as well. We will be. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for coming in and please tell mum and dad and Tess and Lily that I said hi. I will. George, after listening to Jada Taylor's <laughs> dad speak and also Andy Robinson, is there any chance I can get you to switch to being a shark supporter? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm a I'm a loyal I'm loyal in life and I'm loyal to my team. Um, even when the boys got the wooden spoon, I still tip them every week. Good yeah. woman. Um, Good woman. How is Andy's knee though? Um, she did go off in a later. Yeah, it's the end of that game. I think it's good news. So I think they're waiting on scans, but um, actually messaged her yesterday and and she was upbeat and still waiting on the scan results. But was confident she wasn't going to be out too long. So fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that it's only a, a minor injury and she's back in the next few weeks. So uh, we wish her the best as well in that regard. So each week we're going to be trying to interview a different NRLW player or official to try and get an insight into their life, not only on the field but off the field as well. So and Georgie and I are both really excited about that prospect over the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, now, Georgie, we have our first viewer question. Ooh, Julie. Yes. And you're going to step up to the plate to answer it first. <laughs> ah. um, now, Julie, it's from Julie, and she asks, if you were CEO of your club so for a week, aka for you, the Broncos, yeah. what would you do and who would you try to sign that's not with your club uh, for 2024? Well, going on what I said last week, I want players to have contracts for two to three years. 
I, I'd like that loyalty, so I'd try and introduce that. Um, after and, and watching this week's game, seeing how players gel together, you, you, you need to have that for the game um, because it, the chopping and changing next year, you've got to start again. It's back to the drawing board. So, no, I wouldn't want to sign anybody else. I mean, everybody would love to have a Tegan Berry in their team and a Millie Boyle in their team. I mean, Millie did play for the Broncos. And I just think that that's unfair to who you have. These girls have worked really hard to be where they're at and what they're doing. So yep. why would I go, you, you can only play a year and then bugger off. Yep. Two to three years, be loyal to them, they're loyal to you, and you get the best best out of them. You get the best out of them on the field, off the field, um, and it's good for their life and livelihood. That's how I see it. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything for the week. I'd just try and introduce that and I wouldn't try to recruit. No. That is an awesome answer. <laughs> I love that. I love I'm gonna be a CEO, am I? <laughs> I'm voting for you. Thank <laughs> if you. If I was a member at the Broncos, I'd vote for you. Call me, call me up. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a tough question, but for me at the Sharks, and I think you touched on it before, because they're a new club, if I was CEO there for a week, I would focus purely on team culture from the ground up so my dad used to say people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and it's something I take into my work as a PT as a school teacher as a coach you know uh, in my friendship so I just think I would focus just on that getting to know the girls building that culture from the ground up so that I mean that takes more than a week but that would be my sole focus not worrying about so much the technical side but more about off the field and, and them knowing that they're cared about as part of this club. Now, if I could sign a couple of players, <laughs> I went for two actually. Given you did none, I can take two now, I think. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> I would actually try to sign Yasmin Clydesdale yeah. or Olivia Koenig to long-term deals mm. because I think they're such athletic young women. They've still got plenty of playing time in them. Yeah. They play in the back row, both of them, but they I would – I would love to get both, but I would definitely aim to try and get one of those girls on a long-term deal to the club and, and be building the club around them with the, the view that they would be future leaders at the club. They're great choices, absolutely. And they played outstanding this week. Yeah, they both played well. Probably, yeah. You know, similar style players. But uh, So if Olivia or Yasmin are listening, come to Sharks the Sharks. Sharks need you, want you. <laughs> Go to the Sharks. So, um, yeah, and culture's a big thing and... On that, with the Bronco men, you can clearly see what happened there. And, mm. you know, you're down the bottom on a wooden spoon and Ben Eichen comes along and clears out the administration. He's sitting on top of the table in round 26, two years later, three years later. Yeah. Like, yeah. It absolutely, regardless of what anybody says, if there's one rotten egg there somewhere, it, it flows through, even if it's in the back office downstairs, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. totally agree with you on the culture and, it's, it's sad to see, but it's probably what's going on at the Rabbits as well. I'll touch yeah, quickly yeah. on the men's game, but you you can see something's not right there. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be happy, I think, to play your best footy so uh, or any sport. So that would be me. And, and given Sharks are a new team, that that would have been my focus at the, the start of this year to work on, work on that team culture and, and bringing the girls together. So, yeah, but in saying that, all the new teams have done a really good job in that regard. So... Yeah, uh, getting together and, and as you said, they're, they're doing great for their first year in and they're all, all only going to build on that. So 
All right, Georgie, that has been a lot of fun today. We have covered a lot of topics. We did. Absolutely. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, and the Um, good bit is we get to do it all again next week. What have you got in your little notes there? What have I got? Special mentions to Casey Badger, Belinda Sharp, who'll be um, refing men's games this week. Um, Casey's doing Titans Bulldogs and Belinda's doing Manly Tigers. Um, Awesome, isn't it? Not top eight games, but it's a start. But that's okay, and it's a good. They always do this in the last round, have an opportunity yeah. to either try different rules or different things with the referees in games that mm. um, aren't going to affect the finals. And I, and I think that's a, you know, a great initiative by the NRL to do that. Absolutely. So, and congratulations to those two women for, you know, forging the the way and the road for hopefully dozens of women to not only be players but obviously the referees and officials behind them. So, uh, they've they've definitely led the way in that regard. Absolutely, they have. Yeah. That's my so, end of the week. It's, um, yeah, looking forward to the, the next weekend's games. Yeah, we'll be sitting down again this watching them. Quality is so. amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. really enjoying the back end of this season. Yeah, and it's exciting times coming into the finals. So thank you to everybody for listening. Make sure you do listen in to Georgie's interview later this week. Tell your friends about us on Mojo Sports Network podcast. And I just want to say happy Father's Day to all those amazing dads out there for this weekend so to my husband as well father of our kids happy father's day to him now let's keep getting out there support the nrlw and georgie and i will both see you all next week yes we thanks, will georgie been a pleasure let's see thanks. who listens in this week to your tip of the week so we'll see you all next week thanks georgie thanks gab have a good week see ya